0: start in just a
1: moment yes so we had started to talk about uh the kind of ordinary practice that's done in the west and that you started with a group that was um, let us say somewhat maybe loosely associated with mindfulness-based stress reduction
0: Yes.
1: uh with things that they were uh, teaching uh, there plus some other stuff that many of the students had probably picked up. And so there is a second level of information Mm. and that's probably where you picked up the idea of the longer you sit, the higher you are or whatever. (laughs)
2: Yes. Yes. When we would meet up, we would do maybe a 10-minute introduction and then the rest of the hour or so session would be a very long body scan or a sitting meditation or something like that. Some of the body scans were very nice. I do remember (laughs) dozing off a little bit in some of them occasionally, but yeah, Mm -hmm. they were on the longer side.
1: Okay. That's very interesting uh, because... That goes against what Goenka would say, uh, that the, especially the body scanning you want to do mm. while you're sitting up,
0: mm, not, yeah.
1: not laying down because mm. it is prone to have one go to sleep. Too relaxing. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. So, um, there, there is a whole new way for you to begin to look at, at things. Mm -hmm. And a way that we can say is, is that uh, mindfulness-based stress reduction for a particular set of reasons decided to take the Buddha Mm -hmm. out of the practice. Now, while there are some good reasons, and in fact, I support some teachers in doing that off on their own because Mm -hmm. of the audience that they have, Mm -hmm. we can be, um, let us say, too picky (sighs) Or give too much introductory stuff and leave all the really, really best stuff that is definitely Buddha and nothing but Buddha behind. Mm -hmm. The very, very best stuff of it. Now, in that regard, guess what? Often that very best stuff is right there at the very beginning. Mm. That it has not to be waited upon. That, in fact, we want to incorporate the very, very best of the teachings of the Buddha right from the very beginning so that we can, in fact, get a practice that's really good in the beginning, good in the middle, and good in the end. But in order to westernize it, a few things were left out, and also there was a fairly strong connection between the Mahasi group that made it to the West and John Cabot zinn especially because he was in Massachusetts was very there's all of those connections back and forth, as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, basically, there uh, the whole set of teachings in through through the both the Kawanka and the Mohawk method uh, connections, that as well as the medical connection that John Cabot mm-hmm. zinn has. He's a doctor. He's a mm-hmm. whatever. And so, um, <clears throat> there, the connections are uh, all missing something in in there, mm-hmm. and that what is missing actually is uh, not missing in much of Asian Buddhism, but is definitely missing in Western Buddhism. Right, and that I think that a lot of that has to do with, for instance, with with Gowanka. He had only gotten started with Vipassana when he was kicked out of Burma because of the army back in the 1950s. And he really was not there with Ubaiken very long anyway. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing. And then the other part of it would be that Jack and Joseph and other groups didn't stay in Burma long enough to really get some of the most important qualities that they got kind of on the surface level, and then they bring it back. And so Western Buddhism has actually very, very thin legs or very thin roots. Right, right. And so we need to give some additional stuff mm-hmm. in there that's definitely part of the actual practice of the Buddha. Right. Right. And so uh, revisiting uh, the original teaching, starting from the top down, mm-hmm. you've probably heard of Dukkha, Dukkha Naroda. That's the entire teachings of the Buddha, packaged right up, yes. right there. Mm-hmm. Now, all of that Dukkha, Dukkha Naroda happens in one mind moment. That's it. It Mm. does not happen over time to where it's dukkha, dukkha, dukkha. I can see some dukkha in the future like a a light at the end of the tunnel, but I got (laughs) to struggle because it's an uphill tunnel and it's dark in here and I stumble and fall. (laughs) No, that's the whole issue about the Western mind, that you've got to be worthy. This is the problems with Christianity. Instead Mm. of just being beloved and loving right now, They've got all of this sin and and, um, uh, uh, rules to follow and all Mm -hmm. of this kind of stuff in order to be a good enough Christian. Well, that whole mentality of the Western mind, which is very production-oriented, is very much production-oriented and also is based upon delayed gratification yes delay if you if you work hard enough long enough you will eventually get your reward and that whole mentality of delayed gratification follows the students right into the meditation hall Mm. right but the the teachings of the Buddha are immediate Mm. when they're practiced correctly and so you can see that the mentality of the west Um, kind of overshadowed so that some of the really most important teachings of the Buddha got overshadowed. It it wasn't made a big enough point of for the Westerners to really get a load of it, and so they forgot all about it. Mm. And so that's part of the reason why Achan Po has asked me to teach the way that I do, is is that we're going to start right from the very beginning at the most noble, high-quality place that we can and work from there. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. okay.
1: Lovely. And so uh, this is, gives rise then to making the eightfold noble path and the four noble trees noble right from the very beginning. Mm. Okay. And what and, and the way that we make the four noble truths noble right from the very beginning is because we make them noble right this very moment. Mm. This is dukkha. This is the cause of dukkha this is what it's like uh, to be friends to be finished with dukkha (laughs) and and this is what i gotta do what i just did was that that stuff that got me out of the dukkha Mm. so um, there's a method to get out of that to relax Mm, yes okay and this is the eight and this is the eightfold noble path and when the eightfold noble path is practiced correctly According to the teachings of the Buddha, it's done with Anapanasati because it's that breathing that becomes so important. Mm. That's why it's called Anapanasati, is because we want to uh, develop sati as a skill. That's the number one point, that in fact the Anapanasati Sutta has the word sati there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In the Sambojana, the seven factors of enlightenment, sati is the number one item on the list. It's also on the Eightfold Noble Path, and that it was so important that at least that got through to John Cobb Zen. That's the first <laughs> word of his system, except that mindfulness is not a very good translation of what actually the word sati means. Mm. Basically, what the word sati means is it means wake up. It means to wake up. It means Mm. to remember to wake up. It means Mm -hmm. to wake up and look at what's going on. And the and looks what's going on is actually one's right view is to really take a look, but we have to remember to take a look. Mm. Now we've already got two items of the Eightfold Noble Path going hot diggity dog all right <laughs> once, once we see what is what we can see what is wholesome and what is not because of our right noble view we can see what is noble and what is not noble mm-hmm. with within one's own mind and so now runs right effort kicks in in that next mind moment and that uh, right effort then is is to remove the unwholesome thoughts from the mind and replace them with wholesome thoughts immediately, right from the very beginning. That's why this practice is known to be good in the beginning, good in the middle, and good in the end, and yet so many people struggle in the beginning, and a whole lot of different people struggle in the middle, and nobody ever gets to the end.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nobody ever makes it. (laughs) Nobody ever
1: makes it. And why? Because they still have that struggle in it. Mm. And so, this is how we practice the Eightfold and Noble Path from the very beginning, is that we've got right view, right santi, right effort, and as we develop those things, we get skills going, we can actually come to the point of knowing that we can do it, and I'll talk about doing it in a moment. Hmm. And when we know that we can do it, now comes the Samakshankapa, which is the right attitude of, i can do this and when sama sankapa kicks in and i know that i can do this no matter what troubles my mind gets into i can pop right back out of it into a happy state oh that sounds lovely (laughs) and you know that you can do that at any moment oh that sounds very nice. <laughs> That's the, st- the entry of the stream. Is you mm. know that even if you do get side banked, you can jump right back in. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can come right back to the here now to get into the stream or the flow of what's really going on. The reality of the moment. Mm. Just this. This is it. This is all there is. The past is gone and the future is yet to be. Mm. Who knows what the future is going to be? we don't know all we can do is guess and some people try to make money off of guessing
2: <sighs> yes they do yes they do
1: why because they don't like what's happening right now because right now is mixed too much with the past but when we forget the past and allow this moment to be just now then the we can we got the idea that the pre, the future can take care of itself i mean the now is taking care of the now and later it'll take care of the now too mm. And I don't have any work to do because now already knows how to do now. Very well. I've been doing now for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Why should I try to fix a now that's that's done so well already? No
2: reason to fix it.
1: Right. Therefore, we have nothing to do and no place to go. And the spring comes and the grass grows by itself. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is a way of beginning to change our mind out of the unwholesome that things are wrong, things are broken, things need to be fixed. Yeah. Into getting in tune with the fact that everything is already okay. Mm -hmm. Everything is fine. All the the children who are starving in in Yemen right now are not going to be any better off if you feel bad by thinking about them. Yeah, very true. Very true. Okay. But if you get yourself together and give and get a great big generous heart going, you might send somebody some money who's going to put it in their pocket, telling you that they're going to help the children in Yemen. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Maybe a rich Cross or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. What I'm talking about is, is beginning to change the mind from a fixing mentality or what we call a critical mentality Mm -hmm. that sees distinctions and differences. This is good. This is bad. This is up. This is down. This is right. This is wrong. This is left. This is right. Everything is this and that and everything is in conflict. Mm. And that's uh, critical thinking, and we're taught in our Western society to critically think yeah,
2: yeah that's yeah, what yeah. built
1: our society and so now we've got such a marvelously critically built society and yet we have seven billion people all unhappy why they're critical of themselves yeah everyone's too but, too overly critical of themselves mm-hmm mm-hmm. Mm. And many times we don't like being overly critical of ourselves, and so we pretend to be otherwise. (laughs) Pretend, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is a form of denial. But with this, what we're looking at is is that, no, I can actually begin to change. Every thought that comes up, I can begin to take a look at it Mm -hmm. and decide which thought is going to be left in and which thoughts are going to be tossed out because they don't meet criteria. Hmm. They're not wholesome. not wholesome. They might, they might lead to in fact, if we keep during uh, uh, off in that direction, it may lead into something really nasty, like anxiety. Whoa. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that is relatable. Okay. That sounds
1: Sounds very familiar, (laughs) that whole state of mind. All right. So um, I introduced to you um, a a story or an analogy uh, that the Buddha gave in Mm -hmm. Sutta number 19. Now, this is not taught in the um, mindfulness-based stress reduction Mm -hmm. because for some people it actually does smack of religion to them. And he's trying to get the religion out of it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so this was uh, kind of left out or not actually emphasized well enough. Mm -hmm. And that then is this whole concept of some thoughts are worth having and other thoughts are not worth having. And therefore we can immediately just throw them out. And so the analogy that the Buddha gives is the analogy of a cow herd that is taking his cows out to the pasture for feeding. And along the path, he has to keep them in line because the path is covered with uh, food stalls uh, or the side, uh, uh, or kids are playing or whatnot like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, This guy doesn't have a whole lot of cows. In fact, one guy could not manage a whole lot of cows. He's got three or four, you know, just a small number, just enough to where he can get in between them and whatnot and whack them to keep them in line. (laughs) Okay. Because he knows if he doesn't keep these cows in line, one of them's going to step on a child and another one is going to uh, eat something of uh, food off of a food stall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one of them's going to knock down a food stall that they're not really watching where they're going and whatnot. And so he's going to have to keep them in line and he uses a stick mm-hmm. and he'll whack them to keep them in line. Yeah. Okay, because he knows to allow these cows to get out of line uh, they'll go and do some damage and if he just lets them all go, they'll be all over the village making all kinds of damage and the whole village will be down upon him and the next <laughs> thing you know, he's lost his cows. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, in order to keep his cows, he's got to keep them in line while he's going down this trail. Yeah. This is the analogy of the Buddha is talking about this is the first job that we need to do as a meditator. hmm is to be able to be able to monitor the thoughts that come in. Mm-hmm. So that we can keep them in line, following down the path without going off into something unwholesome. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What would be unwholesome thoughts of the past, thoughts yeah. of the future, mm-hmm. thoughts of worry, mm. thoughts of jobs that need to be done. Thoughts of the future thoughts of wanting things that we don't have
2: <laughs> this all sounds very familiar <laughs> i think uh-huh. i have a few of those thoughts
1: uh-huh well actually i'm going down a very very classically known list of hindrances mm. this is well known and well documented okay wanting things we don't uh have doubt worry mm-hmm. uh, restless mind monkey mind all of these are the hindrances hindrances to what hindrances to being in a state of satisfaction hindrances into being in a, in a really lovely state where everything is okay mm. just kind of resting lightly in that third noble truth everything's all right everything's fine but what's keeping me from being in that state is all my worries all my troubles all my doubts all my wants all my desires and they're keeping me from uh being in a really wholesome state of mind
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so what we have to do is then begin to guard the mind and to whack it Mm. and to whack the mind and say, nope, you can't go there. (laughs) And that one of the ways that the Buddha talked about it was he had a phrase called, aha, I see you, Mara, And that's like the whack, that we whack the mind with that statement of, aha, I see you. You're not Mm. going to go off in that direction. You come back here and get back in line. (laughs) and mm-hmm. so we begin to keep our thoughts in in a wholesome state so what would, kind of thoughts would be wholesome would be the kind of thoughts of what's happening right now mm-hmm. you've got air coming in and out you're breathing that's what's happening right now yeah okay and and that's and that and breathing is quite delightful if you don't believe me stop <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, breathing is very delightful. I yeah. love breathing.
1: <laughs> can't get enough of it. <laughs> Literally can't get enough of it. <laughs> enough of it. <laughs> exactly so. And so we can begin to delight in that, that every breath keeps you alive. Mm. That's life itself. Now how marvelous that is when we reflect upon that. That gets downright religious now, doesn't it? Mm. The breath of life. Mm. If we don't breathe, we don't live. And so this is why we practice Anapana Sati. Anapana means nothing but in-breath and out-breath. And Sati is uh, that mindfulness of breathing. Hmm. To breathe in long and out long. Now, a lot of people have the idea that, that enough Sati just to notice that the breath is there. But then the mind can wander away very easily. We really want to latch on to the breath by learning to control it, to jump on it, to fall on it, to seize it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: These are all words that are used in Mahasi when Mahasi actually talks about it Mm -hmm. in old books. But this didn't make it into the Mahasi method in the sense of seizing the breath to make it long because we want to have that mindfulness of long breathing which that means the sati of i know that this is a long deep in breath
0: yeah
1: i know that this is a long deep out breath mm. and then that knowing then can be used to see the thoughts also mhm mhm i know that that's a wholesome thought just like i know, I know, I know that's an in- unwholesome I know that one <laughs> exactly. So, exactly.
2: I mean, with, with the practice that I've been doing, I think especially over the past few weeks, I have made it uh, like a mission. I've, I've, I've been more proactive in elongating the inhale and the exhale as well, which. I'd say has been helping me to remain more mindful during my sits, definitely. You ha-
1: have to, don't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 you have to. You yeah. have to. You, you you, can't elongate the breath. That's exactly why we're making it long, is just to keep that sati going. Yes. Congratulations. You were naturally beginning to practice correctly. Yes, because <laughs> <Right. laughs> they didn't teach you that i don't think
2: no no they didn't they didn't no it was just to notice the feeling of the breath here you know i'm i'm very lucky i have all of this uh, on my face so i could but, really feel the breath there but guess what
1: there is no place where that is in the suttas the buddha did not teach that In the Anapanasati Sutta, he teaches about the entire body, to wake up the whole body. That's what the body scans are all about.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so why then go back to the nose tip? Why don't you just stay with the body, except Mm -hmm. that you don't have to do a formal scanning of it, but just to know that it's there. Mm -hmm. And especially true when we begin to move the body, when we're not sitting in a still posture. When we're moving around, when we're walking to the bathroom, when we're opening the doors, when we're sitting down and standing up, and all kinds of things, is times for us to be mindful of what the body is doing. Yeah, that
2: that's something else I've recently started doing as well. I will catch myself if I'm making a smoothie or if I'm cooking something, and I will. It's it's only little, but I've had moments where I really take notice of, you know, like my fingers grabbing something, the feeling of what I'm grabbing, or if I'm like using a frying pan. Maybe the sounds that the frying pan's using, the feeling of my hand on the handle. Like it's only little moments. But compared they to me grow. not doing that you at keep... all. Exactly, right. yeah.
1: Yeah. So keep practicing and the sati will grow. So the the sati is going to grow in two qualities. <laughs> Mm -hmm. One is going to grow in the quality of uh, of frequency. Mm -hmm. The more often you practice, you keep doing it more and more and more and more and more. You keep waking up every in-breath. You keep waking up every out-breath. Then pretty soon, you start waking up more and more throughout the day. So that's one quality of it. The second quality of it, which actually goes quite along with that when you think about it, and that is is that uh, how quickly can we wake up? Are we slow to wake up when we wake up or do we wake up fast? Mm-hmm. In other words, can we wake up in one mind moment and say, wait a minute, that's Dukkha. We can <laughs> wake up in one moment and take a uh, look at that and say, yuck, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Or do we have to let it grind and grind and grind and grind before we wake up to look at what I'm doing? I've let that cow go off into the (laughs) eat that man's uh, whole table full of carrots.
2: (laughs) I mean, it would be a very happy cow, but uh, it wouldn't be
1: good for us. Well, it was a happy cow, but it was also dangerous that that's mm-hmm. part of the major teachings of the Buddha again. In fact, this is so Buddha that it stinks of Buddha. It slaps <laughs> it a Buddha. Stinks of and that is, is the Buddha teaches that things are, we see the gratification in the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And because we see only the gratification, we do it and we do it and we try to get more and more gratification. But the gratification is up and down and sometimes diminishing. Mm. But what we don't do, especially when it's diminishing, is we don't begin to see the danger. Wait a minute. This is dangerous. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for something I'm not getting anymore. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so once we wake up to the danger of it, then we can plot the escape. So the gratification is what gets us stuck. Being able to wake up and see the danger, that's sati. Or we can call it that's mindfulness, is to wake up and see this is dukkha as dukkha. And once we see it, immediately we see it as dukkha. Now we can plot our way of escaping this. Well, with the mind, that's a pretty fast escape. Ah, <laughs> I see you. And, <laughs> <near> your... <laughs> and so we can jump out of that cesspool immediately. Other cesspools, we have to kind of swim to the shore before we can get out of them. But we could plot our plan. <laughs>
2: yeah, you can still get out of there. But you can still might, get out of it. Might take a little bit longer.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Anapanasati really does kick in. Is that whatever the body is doing, we can change the body chemistry by mm-hmm. beginning to take in these long, deep breaths. hmm
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that also links to parasympathetic nervous system and all of that sort of stuff. And like, yes, elongating exactly. the the exhale naturally from like like you said, a, a chemical standpoint is just calming so
1: right well one of the things that we can see even anybody who's had even a little bit of high school chemistry knows about carbon dioxide especially when it mixes with water it becomes acidic Mm. right well guess what when we're when we're burning and churning or putting out a lot of adrenaline and whatnot like that when things break down you put a lot of it comes right back down to carbon dioxide plus a few other things Which means you now begin to get a lot of carbon dioxide in the blood and that's then triggered by the reptilian brain as to how you're going to breathe automatically. For instance, if you've been chugging uphill, working really hard, then you automatically start breathing, huffing and puffing because the body recognizes that you've had uh, way too much carbon dioxide. But Mm -hmm. there's that level to where in between, it gets into conservation. And so, by taking long, deep breaths, we're actually purifying the blood. Mm. We're ridding it of this carbon dioxide, which is actually a poison in the blood. Mm, mm, mm. As well as a lot of little other stuff that uh, will go out with the breathing that was the partial breakdown of uh, bigger amino acids and whatnot that is adrenaline and cortisone and all of that kind of heavy-duty molecule that is designed to deliver a big punch of energy into the muscles yeah and so now you've got your whole blood system cruising with all of this uh uh adrenaline ready to go to work and no place to go no the place to go yeah no place to go <laughs> <laughs> better it break down and go out of the uh out through the air yeah. rather than keeping yourself all pumped up with no place to go
2: mm, yeah, yeah yeah be gone
1: <laughs> exactly so. <laughs> so this then also becomes one's right effort of mm-hmm. uh, uh, breathing mindfully. This mm-hmm. is also one's right effort is to mindfully breathe in long and mindfully breathe out long. And so that and the next one is um, in Anapanasati is referred to as gladdening the mind. Which is then back to reference these other suttas is wholesome thoughts. To perk up the mind, to gladden the mind, to really gladden the mind. So let's put in really top quality wholesome thoughts in the mind. Mm. This is uh, then the way of gladdening the mind, is to make the mind bright. With, with thoughts of, hey, I can do this. <laughs> oh, wow, doesn't, doesn't this feel great? Mm. Oh, wow, this is a really nice moment mm, mm. Uh, aha, I've got it, I got <laughs> it now. now I know what's going on. I can <laughs> see this thing, okay, so these are the kind of thoughts that engender um, feelings of satisfaction mm-hmm. feelings of safety, feelings mm-hmm. of contentment that we've got it now, and it also uh, brings on not just satisfaction but also the feeling of success as a real feeling Mm. the feeling of success then is that also that feeling of uh let us call it the lion or the lion's attitude the attitude of success Mm -hmm. as opposed to the attitude of a victim because most of us are trained to be victims we start off as little kids as victims and we spend our whole lives as victims looking for a daddy or a mommy or a or a meditation or a guru or a government (laughs) or a car or a house or a wife or a job or something to make me feel better because i can't do it myself that's
2: very true
1: yeah okay but now we're beginning to say hey you can All you have to do is throw the crap out of your mind And put something really nice and delightful in there Mm. And you'll perk right up
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah Don't need to look for other people Or material things Or whatever (laughs) To try and bring yourself satisfaction It can all be done By yourself With your breathing
1: Through remembering to do it
2: And to practice Yeah
1: uh, if actually it is spoken of in simple, but mm. the habits will keep coming back. Those cows mm. will still keep getting into the, uh, into the stuff. And exactly. <laughs> they still have to, ca- but eventually the cows, uh, the second part of the story mm-hmm. is, is that after he gets them out of the village and down the path, he gets into them into the pasture where they've already cut the, uh, the rice, mm-hmm. So that now they have rice stubble and, and all kinds of stuff that they can uh, chew on. Mm-hmm. That means that now he doesn't have to guard them so much. And then the Buddha talks about this is that's the same thing is now that the all the thoughts are wholesome and there is no danger anywhere. Now the cow herd doesn't have to stand right there with the cows with his whip or his mm-hmm. stick. He can go sit down under the tree and keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. And so now this is a lower level of relaxation, so we begin to relax even further down, oh, and the body relaxes, and wow. everything gets really easy, <laughs> because it's just one wholesome thought after another. Mm-hmm. And then at a later stage, then we can even start allowing gaps between the wholesome thoughts. And we'll talk about that later.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah.
1: But we got to get those thoughts all into into a line to being wholesome. So yeah. we have to be on guard for them.
0: Mm.
1: To get the mind into a wholesome state and then sustain it and maintain that is like the goat or like the cow herd, right there with that whip, right there with that stick. You stay in line, you stay in line, you're good to go. And guess what? He he likes that, and he's really happy because he's <laughs> got his cows all in line and they're happily in line with him. Mm. Okay. That's the difference because a lot of people will have, oh, but I'm so delighted in that over there. No, that's dangerous. Don't go there. Mm. Yeah, I see those oldest carrots over there, but don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. Right. Don't go into the past. There, how delicious those past thoughts are, they're dangerous.
2: <laughs> yeah, very
1: dangerous. <laughs> very. <laughs> very. Mm. So thoughts about the future and what you're going to do is dangerous. Let's not go there. and Let's not spend much time in the future. Let's mm. keep coming back to right here, right now. Let's watch those cows. It's the cows. <laughs> keep, keep them in line. Mm-hmm. One thought after another, a wholesome thought. Mm. This Holesome is thought. how we practice. Mm. Using the breath as an anchor to help us to remember to keep looking at those thoughts. It's a good analogy.
2: It's a very, very good
1: analogy, yeah. I didn't invent it. It's not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Foda! He told you he likes what you're telling me!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I... There's definitely a lot of room for a lot more wholesome thoughts. Um in my brain I would say yeah
1: okay well that's how would one would practice in the practicing that's one's right effort if you're going to have any effort at all in your meditation then that's the effort that you take is mm-hmm. to remove unwholesome thoughts and place it with wholesome thoughts and when do you do that every in breath every out breath And how do you know that? Because I'm remembering every in-breath and every out-breath. Why? Because it's a long in-breath and a long out-breath. Yes. And that's Anapadasati. And in that regard, one more thing, and that is is that we really do start to feel good. We actually do talk ourselves into feeling comfortable, secure, Mm. safe, satisfied. And those are feelings. As opposed to the feelings that we're not going to be having are anger, frustration, anxiety, tension, worry, boredom, (laughs) grief, sadness. There's a list, but it's a short list. Only Mm. about ten.
2: (laughs) Only about ten. Yeah, yeah, quite short. Yeah.
1: Which means we don't have to keep track of very many cows
2: that's a very good point I'm, I'm not keeping track of a whole herd of 50 or 60 cows or something there's only a few cows so that
1: yeah, makes it few. seem
2: a lot more manageable a lot yes. more manageable
1: and they actually only need to look at one at a time just to watch this thought just one thought yeah it's a very good way to look at it yeah yeah, yeah. thank you That's why everything happens just right now. Everything Mm. is in the present moment. Mm. What are my thoughts right now? That's all that matters because
2: you are not in the past. You are not in the future. You are now in the present. So the only thing that matters is right now. now. Mm.
1: That's the only thing that does matter is Mm. right now. Yeah. That's excellent. That's hard for a lot of people to see.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm.
1: They always come back with if I stop looking for the future some shit's going to happen The answer to that: something shit's going to happen whether you're watching or not
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly it's in the future You can't dictate you can't control what goes on there So if some shit's going to go down then it's going to go down If some shit's not going to go down then it's not going to go down That's just how it be
1: And the question is am I ready for it Hmm Am I going to be a victim to it Or am I going to be on top of the situation Hey I'm the emperor of this pile of dirt (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's an emperor of their own pile of dirt The question is are they buried under it Or are they sitting on top of the world
2: Mm. That is a good question Yeah, You sitting on top of your dirt or are you letting it crush you?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> Which and when we take the dirt, that means the unwholesome thoughts.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. hmm mm. Long in breath, long out breath. All day uh, every day.
1: <laughs> no, just this one.
2: Ah uh, oh uh, uh yeah, you caught me. You caught me. <laughs> <laughs> Mm
1: -hmm. Because we're building up the confidence that I can handle the next one too Mm -hmm. Right now, let's practice doing a really good job on this one Let's develop that skill right now Mm. The future will take care of itself Yes, 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 yes All I have to do is just stop mecking with it
2: (laughs) Exactly, yeah You can't control whatever's going to happen It will happen and
1: that is that So, are we ready for that?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> ready for anything.
2: Yes. Ready for anything. Oh, very nice. Lovely breath. Okay. <laughs> Excellent.
1: Well, Ben, this has been a really delightful conversation. I think that we've covered every little thing that we need to cover for right now.
2: Yeah, 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 so yeah, you, definitely.
1: You go practice what we've been talking about. I would recommend that you would do it three, four five times a day for shorter mm-hmm. periods of time. You don't need to sit for so long that your mind minutes. gets dull. But mm. 15 minutes at a set. Okay. That would be fine.
2: Okay, then. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Keep, keep the mind sharp. Yes, yes, yes. Come out
1: of your meditation like you just ate a lion. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I've no, yeah, with the 45 minutes that I've been doing, it does sort of hit a period of time, and my mind is just uh, trying to right. force it to do something that it's. That's not. actually
1: a hindrance, isn't yeah, it?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like like, like called, what you said diminishing returns or. Exactly yeah yeah so yeah no this conversation has been brilliant i have really really enjoyed talking to you today so uh thank you very Uh, very much
1: okay when are you going to call back i don't know when would you like me to call back (laughs) that's up to you but many will go from twice a week to once a week something in that neighborhood probably once a week
2: i would say once a week would probably be good um yeah, 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 yeah. That, that that's what I'll say. That's what I'll say once a week. That sounds good. All
1: right, Excellent. Well, we'll see you next week. Yes, yes, see you next week.
2: I hope you have a lovely week, and uh, yeah, will see you again The week's going to be just
1: a week. All the lovely comes from within. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very, very true. You caught me again.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's the job—is to listen, to be here now with what's being said.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, then you—you you have a week, and I will <laughs> speak to you at the end of it.
1: <laughs> Only a little bit at a time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't want to have too much week in one day.
2: Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. So thank you very much for today and I was This speak. has
1: been delightful Ben. Yeah. Thank you for laughing at my jokes. <laughs> no, no,
2: genuine <laughs> laughter, genuine laughter. It's been yeah, it's been a delightful conversation. Thank you very much. Actually. Oh.
0: Speak to you soon. Mm.